2: welcome to the family with
1: alex bernard rasmussen co-host katherine Brandt,
2: andy bernard
3: and cassie schrader
2: and we'll be right back kick things off with family kick
0: It's been, good. <laughs> it's been good ladies
2: and <laughs> it's gentlemen been good and how do they contact you
0: at uh, e- either through our website which is minnesota personal injury.com minnesota personal injury.com or at 800-770-7008 michael bryant bradshaw and bryant
2: it's time for team kq Walzer's third annual tour to cure ride join me doug sprinthal Michael Bryant, and a ragtag group of riders as we raise money to fight diabetes. This year, the ride is Saturday, June 1st, and starts at Boom Island. We take the 26-mile route. It's a ride, not a race, so people of all abilities are welcome. It's a worthy cause that raises millions to support research for a cure for this terrible disease. Go to diabetes.org slash or email Doug at walzer.com for more information. To go to a funeral?
3: Oh, this is a cure love song. Yeah.
2: The cure for what? I
4: don't know. You make me feel like I am free. You
3: Triple
5: these ones are dead.
3: You need triple A's? I got them.
2: What are you running over there? The
5: clock. The clock. Ooh, oh. they bad have times. Very important clock. No, well, it's working. It'll it work it? for today, I think. But <laughs> we are actually, for one of the rare times that I've actually used batteries until they expired, so yeah exactly
2: oh, yep i don't know i don't often do that i don't wait till they die well, they, they last forever but yeah you know, well, we. they do
1: we saw aladdin last night
2: oh yeah i want to hear about oh,
1: that. alex like it? and myself we did and I... we went for a five dollar tuesday mm-hmm.
2: without which of knowing
1: course you. we didn't remember it was tuesday so we had to sit in like the third row way over on the side yeah. and i'm not sure if where we're we're sitting at did you see like it looked kind of glitchy like, mm-hmm. or did it look glitchy I, when, Did w- you have regular seats? <laughs> you well, I no, mean, I had
3: regular seats. It did. I did s- notice that. I don't know if it's in the movie, and especially with the genie, like his face looked kind of. Well, and gl- lots of
4: dance. Like, some of the dances was like sped up a little bit and then yeah, normal like, yeah
3: i think yeah, yeah i think they kind of sped the dance sequences yeah. up in some spots yeah. yeah i know what you're mm. talking about yeah. I,
1: I think which i thought was odd for a disney movie to be able to see something usually their mm-hmm. stuff is seamless you know and they work so hard at everything became yeah. perfect i yeah. just i was like am i seeing things or is this actually happening overall though how did you
3: like
4: it i really liked it i thought it was really
1: fun i absolutely yeah. loved it
4: yeah,
3: it was cute. It had a lot of funny parts.
4: I, <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. My stomach hurt. I was laughing so we hard. We
1: had a black woman in the very front row who had the greatest laugh, and she was, she like, was laying
4: just, back and, like, she, clapping uh, randomly. She was,
1: she was hilarious. She was really enjoying the movie. And
4: she'd laugh at times where no one else was laughing, too. Like, they'd say, like, a kind of funny line where most people would be like, "Huh," and she'd be like, oh, hoo. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she yeah. kind of livened she up was the having, crowd She's having a great time yeah when we it's went
1: done she a... was clapping and yeah yeah because we went great. at mm-hmm. 8 yeah. 20 uh, on a tuesday school isn't out thinking that nobody's going to be here
4: it was it was packed oh and there was a guy at the entryway who's probably like oh. six foot five he was very tall yeah maybe and he 30? was like aladdin 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 like asking everybody if they were going to see aladdin he's like i'm asking everybody i'm so excited I know. I'm what? like... Yeah, he was probably I like 35 years was, old.
1: I thought he was going to scalp tickets or something. I was like, what's yeah, the no. deal? And he's he was, like, I just want to see what everybody's gonna see it's just really interesting to me to ask everybody what
4: they're gonna see lots of people are going to aladdin yeah
2: <laughs> what did he work there
4: no, no it was just a guy just a guy he had like a soda what? and he was just standing there he hit
2: the
5: road pal and, and the, did the he old have, like some sort of mental no like,
4: he seemed just whipped up about yeah. the movies I see. loves movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah we walked in he's like aladdin like, <laughs> yeah. yes I, at first, I thought that he was like a... Um, Scalper? No, like a support reader for yeah, somebody. Oh, oh. oh, yeah. I didn't notice that he said Aladdin at first. I thought he said somebody's name. Oh. And I was like, no. Oh. I'm not I thought, Aladdin. Yeah, I'm not. No, Alex. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the Willow Creek Theater
1: out on 55... Well, actually, it's off of Fifty Five. It's more yeah. like Betty Crocker
4: Parkway or whatever. Yeah,
1: that's right off sixty nine It is. But yeah. you can you can sneak in the back going Fifty Five, and yes. yep. I don't remember the road. But anyway, it's that
2: uh, Rivier Lane.
1: It's now called an E. Imagine. E imagine. Oh, just, e imagine. No, it's just imagine. Spelled with an e, not oh, an i. That's what it's so just imagine. imagine. Yeah. So everything, everybody's got a lounger, power lounger. Yeah, it was really nice. Oh, really nice. Yeah, and they have a, a bar. Yeah, now.
4: there's a bar and all there. You can get like pizzas and stuff. Like nice. That. And yeah. they have the Soda Stream machines, or what? not Soda Stream. What are they called? The Coca Cola oh, one the for Coca-Cola. you. Oh, Coca Cola, 70000 For breakfast, <laughs> you can have your breakfast Coca Cola. Oh, God. There was breakfast? A, there was a commercial breakfast before. Coca Cola. No, there was a commercial before, see before the movie, and it was this gal, and <laughs> they was talking about this meeting that was supposed to be a 3 p.m. meeting, and now it's been moved up to an 8 a.m. meeting, and her biggest critic. Is gonna be at the meeting, and then it's like, but with her strawberry guava Diet Coke breakfast, she's prepared. Mm,
1: I'm like,
3: yeah.
4: disgusting.
1: Well, that's what you have for breakfast. It has, I'm sure because it has fruit essence. It's <laughs> healthy. It's you know what? Like Those having... weird. What?
2: 1990, I think it was. I think it was 1990. <laughs> Coca-Cola tried that on the KQ morning show. 30 years ago
4: breakfast coke
2: breakfast coke yep
4: gross
1: well when I went to college at St. Kate's I saw I guess they were women young women pouring coca-cola on top of their frosted flakes Ah, and tricks and mm, anything sweet I mean
2: yeah it's a little sweet so
1: I guess people do drink coke for breakfast I would be so ill if I yeah. drank a soda would I would, have, I would have a nervous breakdown if yeah. I drank, ate that much sugar first yep. thing in the morning. I would definitely not be able to handle it. Yeah. No. I can't. Well,
3: <laughs> I, I saw Godzilla last night. Oh, how was that? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. It was fantastic. And it oh, was so yeah. fun because my seven-year-old son is a huge... Godzilla fan, okay. and he's, like, dancing in his seat every time Godzilla would come on. He's like, ooh, ooh, and he starts rocking back and forth. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was a really good movie, and it kept a 7-year-old's attention most of the movies. So, um, well, that's
1: really good. That's something. Yeah, but, yeah. and
3: there's, they set it up for Godzilla versus Khan. Of so course I'm they stoked. Did. Dave and I have our outfits for that screener. <laughs> Your that?
2: outfits?
3: We Yeah, he's got, a like, a a dragon onesie and I have Uh. a Ape okay. onesie. You guys are the biggest nerds, I'm sorry. Love you to
1: death.
2: But you really nerd are. alert. I
3: am such a Kong <laughs> fan and he's a Godzilla fan, so we're gonna go head to head with this one.
2: Are you gonna go to the movie theater like Yes this? we are? Don't tell anyone you well,
1: know. Me. Well, at least go to one with the with the power loungers because people yeah. carry blankets in and pillows yeah, and everything else. Like so you'll look I like know. you've got mm. your jammies on I, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I we'll go to one
3: well it's so I know we saw people last night with blankets. Stuff I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I'm so terrified of bed bugs and. But it's your own blanket. I know, but when you go to other theaters and well, yeah. bring it home,
1: bring it home, toss it in the wash. Yeah. Right well, Ooh, but you're sitting on the seat st- anyway. Strip. I know. Strip it's just... when you come in. And throw it all in the wash, <laughs> like <laughs> I do my... theater phone coffee. You know? Well, you could get
4: you can get bed bugs from like the subway or yeah, the bus, yeah. Oh god, it just creeps me it out. Doesn't I don't matter like... if you have a blanket. Well, some movie theaters are so freaking freezing. Oh, I know. That's true. Oh my Gosh, they're so cold. I bring
3: a sweatshirt with me even in the yeah, summer. Yeah, I always bring a sweater. And I always
4: wear closed-toed shoes generally. Yeah. It's like your feet, feet can get just get so freezing. Cold. I know. Mm-hmm. But
1: anyway, yeah. The, I thought the movie was really fun. I thought yeah. Will Smith was amazing. The genie was amazing. Mm-hmm.
4: The yeah, the fact he that did. he
1: could just sit there, like his little tornado yeah. lower body floating around. I thought
2: that was Will Smith.
1: It is, it is. but yeah. I know it she is. said but she worded that. I, I'm he well, he's yeah. the when he's the genie, he doesn't. He looks like Will Smith, sort of. Yeah. He's like this giant, muscular genie. Yeah. Guy. They kind of. Yeah. They CGI'd him to look yeah. bigger. Yeah. And than, his face yeah. looked kind of oddly yes. distorted because he was yeah, so huge. So big. Yeah. 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 He wasn't actually like Will Smith that much in the right. movie. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Go ahead. He did, he did a really, really good job. Yeah. He mm. was great. At, you know uh, All the singing was great. The dance numbers were fun. I can understand what you were saying about Jafar.
4: Yes. His voice was a little high, I think, was the problem. He looked okay
1: as far as the yeah. character, but his voice was kind of feminine. Just,
4: I just wanted yeah. to be like,
3: dude, like you would just wanted to shove him out of the way and be like, get out of my way. You're not scary yeah, at all. Yeah, he
1: didn't look menacing <laughs> enough or sound menacing enough. That's why enough. I said
3: Sasha Baron Cohen, I think, would have been perfect yeah, for that role.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody homelier, maybe. To, <laughs> you know? Mm. Ugly? Yeah, kind of yeah. the no ugly lane like, guy. Kind
4: of like Jafar and the. Cartoon <clears throat> Aladdin was not bad to look at.
1: Mm-mm. No, he's you tell cute. You I've
4: seen him in other things. He's really. I don't. You know can tell what... he's very short. Yes, <laughs> he's a tiny man. Yeah. Yeah. Itty yes. mm. bitty. Yes, yeah. itty bitty. Very tiny. Everybody did a really good job, and the Jasmine was a really good singer. They had the two original song things. Uh, yeah, Prince Ali, she... No, mom. An original song in this movie is one that's brand new. <laughs> oh, I meant original to the. <laughs> it <laughs>
5: yeah. is kind of. Original, yeah. can I know mean, it is yeah.
4: yeah, but yeah, she had a really good voice. I was, everybody did a great job. I yeah. think you should see. I really, really, really liked it. I a don't lot. think you would like it. What? How
1: could you not he like that? You
6: probably wouldn't. It's not really his thing. Did you,
1: did you look around in the audience? The audience was mostly women. Well, so he likes women. He likes
4: things no. that women like. He doesn't like musicals really.
1: He's you not a musical
2: see- lover. I do not like no,
4: musicals. And it's but it's not a musical you per should se.
2: Oh, I definitely want to go see Ma. That What's would be that?
3: your movie, Ma. What is it? It's a scary movie. Don't go without me. Mm. With Octavia Spencer.
2: You've seen it, haven't you? No. Oh, well, I, saw, I mean the trailer. No. It's it a good trailer for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I do want to see it. It opens uh, thir- Fr- no, Friday, right? Friday yes, this Let's go
1: see
2: it. When do you want to go see it?
1: I'm going to see it next week because this weekend's packed.
2: Not Friday. Friday
1: it's packed for me because <laughs>
2: oh god here we go <laughs> Saturday we have the tour to cure I know that yes and then I have Sunday the we have that, that uh, Saturday, yeah. barbecue at our house for the
1: Boulder options for b-
2: Boulder options yeah exactly yes so that'll be good we had Scott Olmstead on the show again this morning he called oh, in did you and I made him choke up again you
1: uh, made him hot turn about phenomenal. his fair play exactly he made me choke up many times
2: it was great, because we were talking about this, and I, I talked about when his dad called into the show after he was on this show, his father called into the morning show to say thanks for having him on all the rest of it, and I was talking to Scott about that on the air, and I said, you know, you have to understand something, Scott. To your father, you're always going to be his baby boy, and he went, <gasps> <Aww. laughs> It was really that is cool. Great, is that great guy. What a great oh. works Works like a madman.
1: So sweet. It's just ridiculous how... Life deals you bad
6: cards yeah. once
2: in a while. Well, oh, good in his case, but because yes. he got around yes, it, which yes, is, yes. I mean, that that is really terrific that that he beat that was stage four too. There's three. He said it was four on the show today. He said it was stage four. Well, uh,
1: he had it twice.
2: Yeah, he had cancer back. twice. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah, he did have cancer twice, but uh,
4: well, the second time was just a bump on his leg that they cut out it wasn't like but it was a spread yeah
2: yeah nicest guy in the world though just a great guy yes loved having him on that really nice family he's got the little kids and yeah the whole shoot match just really really good
1: yeah everybody at our table we were what was it, team hustler, hustlers, or something? Something like that. Hustlers. Hope hustlers. Hustlers. Hope hustlers, Hope hustlers, Hope hustlers. Yeah, and everybody just can't say enough nice words about those guys. Yep,
2: so. that's true. It was really, really nice having him on, and he just uh, a really good guest. He's so enthusiastic about doing the work too. That's the other thing. It's not like oh, I'm just doing this because it's you know well, I'm supposed to do it. Yeah, that's he, not raised, how he, is at he all. raised
1: enough money to start three different studies.
4: Yeah,
2: indeed. So
4: that's a big deal. Yes. I'm getting a cancer check after this. I have to leave early.
2: Oh, there you go.
4: I ha- oh, your skin. Yep.
2: What's wrong with your skin?
4: I'm just doing a yearly skin. Cancer oh, you do check.
2: the the yearly deal.
4: Because I have mom as. In my jeans. mom's a disaster and she's nothing but skin cancer it
1: seems
2: i don't have any regular skin she's anymore. like i had
4: 17 things biopsied and they're all cancer it's like oh my god
2: well this is good yeah. news alex trebek has kind of mind-boggling news doctors say he is near remission
4: what really
2: i guess so uh the jeopardy host shares with the people uh even though stage four pancreatic cancer which is, with which uh, he was diagnosed has just a 9% five-year survival rate, per ABC News. Trebek has been responding extremely well to chemotherapy. The doctors say they hadn't seen this kind of positive result in their memory. The 78-year-old says some of the tumors have already shrunk by more than 50%. That's awesome. He still has more several more rounds, actually, of chemotherapy to get to full remission. But Trebek says he cried tears of joy upon hearing about his progress. He credits the good wishes from, wouldn't it be sad, if he beats, pan- stage four pancreatic cancer, and then just dies of old age.
5: <laughs> well, I mean,
2: well yeah, exactly.
5: Way to poop all over his. No, I think it story. is great
2: though. He he seems like such an. I've never spoken to him. You know, but he seems like a very nice guy.
1: It's interesting after talking to Scott and other people at um, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. This <clears throat> the fact that they can customize uh, chemotherapy for people is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is, absolutely. because yeah. If I take something, it, it might help me, and if you took the exact same thing, it might kill you, so yep. it's just amazing yeah. that they can do that, and well, I'm so happy that they're my, making advances.
3: Yeah, because when my mom was diagnosed with lymphoma, um, they customized her chemo. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she had a fight with the insurance companies, but they eventually so got sad. it to where it needed to be, and it was actually working for her. It was shrinking her lymph nodes. Um, just unfortunately, she caught a a cold and it immediately turned to pneumonia because it wiped out her immune system Uh, the chemo right so that's basically what got her but um yeah she was and it was within probably three months of starting treatment that that the the lymph nodes started shrinking with the chemo so it was working and they they're pretty good about and they have they've made so many advances she said that um they're really optimistic with the type of treatments they have with lymphoma so they are making advancements and you
1: know when people donate money to these causes and stuff that's where it goes well and it's not just for blood cancers too Mm -hmm. so people know that this research helps every kind of cancer
2: we will be right back in a couple of minutes with the family Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK.
3: Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
2: Robert Palmer died very young. I know. Unbelievable. He was a handsome young man, great singer, Cat. but yeah. he was bigger than the Yale, wasn't he? The Isn't he a what? big, big coke guy.
3: Was he? Well, I'm sure it was the '80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's true. Who wasn't?
2: That's very, very true. After final Jeopardy on Tuesday night, the three contestants had totals of fifty-nine thousand three hundred eighty-one dollars, sixteen thousand eight hundred one dollars, and ten dollars. Yes, I said ten dollars. Uh, no prizes for guessing which one was James Holzhauer. The Jeopardy phenomenon scored a 29th win and now has a grand total of $2.254938 million. Two and a quarter, a little over two and a quarter million dollars. The New York Post reports, who needs Powerball, all you need is 28 days on Jeopardy, quipped Alex Trebek at the start of the show. Holzhauer, who passed the $2 million mark on Friday, could now be just days away from passing Ken Jennings' all-time record of... 2.520700, $2.5 2.52070, 2.5 two million, little over, 20 grand over 2.5 million dollars. Uh, so yeah, he's he's only maybe two days away from it. Because one time he won what 131 and another time I think he won 134, so he could do it in the next two days. Would be Wednesday. It'd be interesting if he did it on Friday, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, today, tomorrow, and then Friday. That'd be very, very interesting. For 15 years, I have thought uh, somebody was going to make a run at this record because I always knew it could be done. I was there. Jennings won 74 straight games in 2004.
6: That's amazing. I know.
2: Told Good Morning America on Tuesday. He said he found it unexpected and really astounding, however, that somebody had gotten there in a third of the time.
1: Oh, true. in a third of the time.
2: Oh, yes. He, wow. he, he had to go 70. I mean, Holzhauer might do it. He might do it within 31 or probably 32. It's either gonna to be tomorrow or Friday. I would guess that he passes if he wins, of course. If he that he'll he'll pass Ken Jennings probably Friday on Friday. Show.
1: I was wondering if the producers of the show are scrambling around to get like completely different categories to try to find something that he's not <laughs> that good at. He doesn't at, know. Or well, if they're screening the other contestants to try to find somebody that's yeah you know, on par with him because that one guy came really close
2: yeah he did that yeah, one guy on like, wednesday last it was, week i think yeah it was.
1: he came really Something close. like that i was like uh-oh
2: yeah it did. it did it seemed like he was going to take the pipe on that one but you know um pretty interesting here i we'll, we'll make a contest out of this uh you know the the abortion issue is going before the supreme court in oh the united states right God. Well, it doesn't really, that's not even the reason I brought it up. It's the fact that um, they've ruled, basically, that they're not going to decide it any time soon. Uh, But there are two judges, here's the way they put it. Uh, Supreme Court of the United States of America defers on abortion. They've deferred it, but two justices are at war. Who would the two justices at war be on the Supreme Court? Very easy to guess. Well,
5: yeah. If I knew any of the Supreme Court justices I could probably guess. All oh, that nice. <laughs> RBG. Really, I can't name a single one. Who'd you say? RBG. That's one of them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because
2: that's what she does is argue with everybody well, about but, everything. Yeah, but
5: she's the only female. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean she does a hell of a job. But she yeah, that so. that RBG movie was a damn good movie.
4: It was a really good movie. I haven't seen it yet and I want to see it so bad.
2: Okay, so who's arguing with uh Ruth oh, Ginsburg Oh, and then the new one. No, not Kavanaugh. Not the new that's one. That's a good guess, though. <laughs> but if you think about it, these two have been at each other's throats the whole. They've been on the Supreme Court for years, and they've been at each other the whole time they've both been on the Supreme Court. I don't know. It's Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Clarence Thomas.
1: Oh, oh that's right. Oh, I was
2: gonna, Those two never get along. that one,
1: huh? What's interesting to me is that as soon as these other states started pushing for third-term abortions. You Mm. knew that something was going to happen and that there was going to be backlash. Yeah.
2: Well, again, and I'm not judging anybody, and it's none of my business, I understand that, but I don't... Why would you want to carry a baby to full term and then kill it? I I, don't get that.
1: I don't either. Well, like I said, the only reason I can understand that would be is that
4: the baby was going to suffer
1: and die anyway. Yeah, right, exactly.
4: Well, that's the thing that... So I think that the big... argument on the side of that is like sometimes you find out late in pregnancy that your kid has
2: yeah no i understand that you know yeah, I understand whatever
4: that. like oh like i know somebody who has a friend that they found out at i think 30 weeks that their daughter she'd stopped moving much and she was still alive but they were like her brain is basically scrambled eggs like Mm -hmm. there's no way like they're like if she makes it if she makes it through delivery she's not going to make it long and she's going to be just Mm -hmm. kind of a vegetable you know on life support right away and all this stuff and she actually um had a really hard time finding a doctor to terminate the pregnancy because she was like i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. carry like i'm not gonna do this to Myself and to her and all this stuff. Like, so, she decided that she was going to terminate the pregnancy, and she had a really hard time in the state of Minnesota finding a doctor to do it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they said it was um, unethical. Unethical. Yeah.
2: How is it unethical if the child is not going to be able to function?
3: Well, no
4: really really difficult time finding a
2: doctor. Normally,
3: do what what they do, especially if it's that late term, they will induce labor.
2: Yeah, that's what and I thought. And
3: then you go through the process of labor and more and they do this with stillborns if the baby has passed yeah. in the womb they induce labor you go through the whole process mm-hmm. of giving birth mm-hmm. and then you know so they they try and treat those cases as if it were a stillborn yeah so
4: it yeah. was like there's still a heartbeat and you're so far along and blah 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 but they mm-hmm. were like she might not even make it through the rest of the pregnancy she might not make it through delivery and if she does make it through all that which isn't even likely then she's going to be on life support and we don't know it's, It was just like right a whole thing but yeah she had a really really difficult time finding the mm-hmm. doctor to perform it
2: i made a prediction i'll i'll make it again for you because i think this is true <laughs> see like i said I, I don't really have a position on abortion i never was involved in one uh, I don't know anything about that and all the rest of it, and it's not my place to be judging what you do. Until it gets to the point where you actually deliver a baby and then kill it, I do have a problem with that, because now that being is separate from you, and therefore I don't really understand. I, I will say this, that if that really does become an item in the United States of America, someday, uh, in a not-too-distant future, if you're a four-year-old, might not transition well from home life to school life. You can kill them. No. Uh, I'm telling you that Nah-nah. if if they you start being able to kill live children.
4: Well, yeah, if you deliver a baby and they that's murder.
2: Not anymore in some states.
4: I mean, that's what the, see that's in what they're push, York, that's what they're that. pushing for, yeah. and that's what just is like. So what is the I don't know. like what why is why would you want to do what that? is the reasoning behind that? Like what.
2: I don't what know. What purpose it's does just, that serve? It, I to don't have any idea.
4: Have to be able to kill it. I don't.
5: They want there to be no point at which you can't undo your mistake, basically.
2: Well, so there you go. So four years old, you're not well, going to be good in school. Like so, kill the kid. It might
1: not just be a mistake. It might just be, like I said, it's a right. horrible health issue where well, the kids get so Well, Okay, 98%
5: no, no, of the time. that's totally different. Yeah. A, totally different. We're talking about a tiny fraction of all cases, though. Yeah. I mean, no one's pushing for abortion in the case of if the baby's going to die, but not for everyone else, it's all or nothing, which is... Yeah. It, that makes me think that they're using
3: that's how stillbirths the as
5: a... Uh, whatever loophole. you call it. Not a loophole, but, like, basically they're saying that because stillbirths exist, I should be able to get an abortion whenever I want because they're dishonest.
2: How is that dishonest?
4: Well, and you should have to go through... I don't
2: understand through. any of this stuff. You
4: should have to go through, past a certain point... <clears throat> A, like psychological evaluation. Yes. To see if you
5: can Psychobals have. evals are a joke though.
4: Because it's like if you have a, if you're 30 weeks pregnant and then find this out about your baby, that's like, there's, you know, this is an educated emotional thing that this couple actually had a really mm-hmm. difficult time figuring out, not just like, I just don't want this baby anymore. Mm hmm. Right. right. You yeah. <laughs> know, like it's so different. I don't know the whole thing is just crazy to me because
1: it, it, you take things too far then you're going to have backlash and then you're going to and then mm-hmm. everybody's mad at each other it's like I think you know I don't I don't like abortion as birth control but if women are going to go to a, you know somebody in you know some backyard butcher and end up with a horrible infection and or mm-hmm. dead or something that doesn't make
4: any sense either i just
1: if they really want to take that it,
5: risk then who's going to stop them well it's like in cer-
4: it's like in certain no. uh, in certain states it's you know abort everything who cares whatever and then no, the others it's like no, if you uh, yeah. get an abortion you're going to be in prison for the rest of your
1: life yeah. it's like can't there be a middle ground in new york i think it's been legal or at least condoned for a very long time well
2: here's what i understand it's a situation where on the other side of it where they don't want abortions you can't have an abortion if you were raped or it was yeah. a result of yeah, incest that, that is, crazy. is crazy that is yeah. crazy so you're supposed to saddle crazy. this young girl I know. in it's... most cases with this even though she was raped yeah. or Forced upon by a relative. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And if you're a doctor that performs an abortion, you can get 99 years in prison. 99 years in prison. Yeah. I
2: think. That's... Why does it always have to be so extreme Exactly. Yeah, that's like, the why problem. why just
4: be, like, you know, it's, you see, I've seen all these things since all these abortion things are coming up. It's like, abortion is health care.
2: Yeah, yeah, I did see that, yeah.
4: A lot of people are posting this, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, so treat it as health care, not like, I just willy-nilly don't care about human life, right. or you need to have this baby no matter what. You know, it's like there's a exi- line. Exactly. It's always, it's always too
1: extreme.
5: Yeah.
2: No, that's it kind is. Of, it guess, always is. Yeah,
1: I think our society just has gotten that way about everything.
5: That's because oh, yeah, morons no, have absolutely. a voice. Twitter has made it so
2: stupid people have a voice. And that's, and that's exactly right. Massive huge, mistake. Huge mistake. Really, Twitter and Facebook are going to have to go away somehow, or be much better regulated. You can't allow morons to run their mouth like it's the truth, or news agencies for that matter. They never tell the truth anymore. I try to read the news every morning. I, I try to go stories every morning. You go. That's a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. It's all that's a lie. It's all propaganda. Well, that's there's the a reason thing.
5: the American public trusts trust the news less than they ever have in history. Oh so. yeah, it's down
1: to like eight percent or yeah. something like that. There was. And how do they yeah, not
5: realize a, a that... people that
1: trust any news source? No, no mm-hmm. one
2: trusts the news anymore.
1: Eight <laughs> percent.
2: There's. A... <laughs> that's. Really Michelle Tefoya told a story today. You know, talking about this whole situation with people. I, I, here's what I understand. Then I'll tell you what happened. Uh, and Michelle saw it, but I don't really understand explain to me how it is that if someone is is sporting a piece of uh, political gear whether it's a MAGA hat or it's a you know Buddha gig whatever the hell it is right right Buddha judge Buddha judge. That's right in any case or what does he call him alfred e newman (laughs) that's what trump calls him alfred e newman good god they're such children all of them yes but in any case um god i was just gonna make oh yeah it's okay they're wearing a maga hat or they're wearing something you know uh feel the burn t-shirt that's bernie sanders right feel Feel the the burn burn.
4: i was trying to think of the like bernie sanders (laughs) catchphrases like what is it what is it i was like something burned
2: (laughs) Something burned. After
4: reading, I don't know what it Feel the burn.
2: But I have a question. If you're in Minneapolis or St. Paul and you see a kid with a MAGA hat on, why would you be upset? He has no chance of winning St. Paul in Minneapolis. None. There is no way that Donald Trump will carry the vote in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Not a chance.
1: I couldn't care less what anybody's political
2: beliefs are. I agree with that, too. But what I'm saying is, why do you get so angry about this when it's not going to affect your life in any way, shape, or form. Well,
5: they've been trained to believe that everyone with that kind of hat is a lynching Nazi who's
2: going to come uh, get him yeah, in the night. Well, okay. right. That's true. Well, this happened to be an 8th grade student, and it was witnessed by Michelle, as I said. Doesn't matter. He's wearing a MAGA hat or a T-shirt, a Trump T-shirt, or something like that. And this grown man goes up to a, what is he, what are you, 13 when you're in 8th grade, something like yeah. that? Yeah, 13,
4: mm-hmm. 14, I think.
2: 13, 14, something like that. This guy walks up to him, points, like, didn't punch him, you know, poke him in the chest, but he pointed at his chest, and he goes, kid, you're an STD. Oh, my God. Send that to a 13-year-old kid. I mean, what the hell is wrong with you people? It's a kid.
1: We were talking about that the other night. There There was a cop over at the nude beach. And he's just standing there. I don't. Maybe it was a female cop. I don't know because I couldn't see that well.
5: Just scoping it out.
1: And um, there was a woman sitting there screaming that she doesn't effing care. just going crazy on this cop. And I'm thinking, that's one cop amongst. I don't know, 50 people yeah. that could be all psycho like her. I don't know. Right. I was like, "God, that's kind of scary." Why yeah. yeah, the aren't there at least two or three of them there? I just Well, you'll find like... that that
5: kind of person shuts up real quick when a gun is drawn, though. That's why cops But the cops have don't them.
1: the cops can't draw a gun on somebody just because they're screaming and yelling if at them. They attack them, though. No, if they attack them, but yeah. yeah, still if you have 60, you have 50 people against one cop, well, it doesn't and a even lot matter of, if they have a gun.
4: a lot of people at the beach are
1: you know, on heroin well, and yeah, stuff, they're all so the,
5: it's High as hell, so. I think Uh, I should get my
2: paint my paintball machine gun back. Just open fire on the beach.
1: Down in Florida, (laughs) I saw a very young
2: kid. We got to take a break We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes with family. Sabre, and Bryant, whatever it takes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Cam Rogers, our special guest, uh, the PGA Championship last week. Brooks Kepka wins 2019 PGA Championship. Uh, Cam, how are you?
6: Tom, appreciate the time, sir. It is an honor to be a part of the family here
2: today. Well, you got to be a part of the family, Cam. You get it. That's that's terrific. That's how things should go. Uh, Brooks Kepka is kind of a force, ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you that. Uh, pretty amazing. But the one thing I want to open with, Cam, and do you have an opinion or what was the deal with, with, with Brooks Kepka's girlfriend leans over to give him a kiss and he turned his head and She didn't look like she was too happy that he did that. Do you know what that was all about? He just doesn't want to be distracted on game day or something?
6: I think it was your classic being in the zone. Mm -hmm. You're literally not even thinking about anything other than the game of golf and the upcoming round that you have. And I honestly don't even think he thought much about it when it happened. It was just kind of one of those look-away things, Mm -hmm. and then he kept on rolling. But obviously... Twitter ran with it, and it went viral, and it's somewhat <laughs> hilarious. But I'm sure they're all good now.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, she. I'm sure that's true. Uh, uh, it's really interesting these days, Cam. We I used to belong to a golf course down in Florida, and Brooks Kepka plays some golf on that golf course. I never did meet him myself, but it's a it's a seven thousand yard golf course. It's been around for decades and decades, right? Seven thousand foot golf course, uh, 7,000 yard golf course, good. Uh, but in any case, uh, what when I'm, when I'm told, Brooks Kepka cannot hit more than a five iron on that golf course <laughs> because it takes bends, you know, how the par power, the power fives tend to bend to the right or the left or whatever the situation is. But right. I'm told he cannot hit more than a five iron on that golf course because he just has too much length. And so, uh, you know, he loves playing there, I guess, because it gives him a lot of work with his irons, which makes total sense, doesn't it?
6: Right. No, absolutely. And it's interesting, if you want to split hairs a little bit with Brooks' game, his weak spot is actually his iron game. So, Tom, I think we're on to something here.
2: No, I think you're absolutely right, Cam. I think that's why he likes playing there so much is because he can work with his irons a lot on that golf course. Just, you know, forget about the driver, forget about the woods, any of that stuff, just uh, stick with the. And I think you're absolutely right. That's why he. you just explained to me why he loves it so much because uh, it gives him a chance to work on irons, the weakest part of his game. But, you know, it's not that weak because he's done semi-well, if you ask me. Man. Um, He has
6: been absolutely stellar, just absolutely stellar in major championships. I mean, he is the best major championship competitor on the PGA Tour right now. Better than Rory, better than Spieth, obviously better than Tiger. If you look at the results the last few years, Mm -hmm. he's been a monster. He has won a major every year the last three years. So you really got to give it to him.
2: There's no question about that. I have a question for you. The, the, The way the season has started, you open up the Masters with a Tiger Woods win, then the PGA comes. And by the way, it was a brilliant move taking the PGA out of August and putting it in May because that two-month break right. between uh, between the Masters and the U.S. Open was way too long.
6: No, I think it, it was a really smart move. And the big reason why, Tom, actually is to really shrink the schedule a little bit so it yep. doesn't dip into the NFL season. And yep. that's when the ratings take a hit.
2: So. No, you're absolutely right, and I think that's exactly why they did do it, even though it was in August. Hey, the NFL teams are playing television televised games in August as well, last couple of weeks of August in any case. Uh, so, yep. yeah, I mean, the, the break between the Masters and the U.S. Open was too long, uh, so there was a nice window for it there. But, I yeah, they, they would take a huge hit. PGA Championship would lose a lot of viewers because they were too busy uh, getting ready for that all-important NFL season. The NFL has blown every other sport out last I checked. I mean, it's not even close.
6: Oh, it's, it's always hilarious to me when I hear people are like, oh my gosh, people are totally going to tune out of the NFL because it's getting too political or whatever, whatever. No. The NFL and the Shields is absolutely robust in terms of its viewers, and it will not lose viewership. It blows the MLB, NBA, NHL out of the water, and definitely, unfortunately, the TGA Tour as well. It is yeah. king in American sports.
2: There's no doubt about that. So... If we start the season with a Masters win by Tiger Woods, it's followed up by a PGA Championship going to Brooks Kepka. If you had the perfect grand slam of people, uh, a good start with Tiger Woods and Brooks Koepka. You, that's, you couldn't start better off as, uh, if you're, you're trying to put a foursome together. you got Tiger wins number one. Brooks wins number two. And as far as the U.S. Open and the British Open, who would you pick? Are there, are there two guys that you'd pick out and go, man, if those four guys each won a major this year, that would be phenomenal. Are there two guys like that for oh you?
6: My, oh, my gracious. Yeah, there are. I'll give you one that really sticks out to me. Ricky Fowler. I love Ricky Fowler. Close. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. Everybody loves him. He's got a great following. And he perhaps is the best player on tour right now to not have won a major. And the knock on Ricky sometimes is, well, he can't close the door and this and that. But I think Ricky Fowler has a very real chance, maybe not at the U.S. Open, Tom, better so at the Open Championship if you go out across the pond. Ricky has a pretty solid history playing on Lynx type of golf courses, so I like his chances a lot at Portrush. So okay. give me Ricky, and then obviously, Tom, give me Phil Mickelson at Pebble Beach, the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Open. He gets that career grand slam. That How about that for four winners?
2: I tell you. It's, okay, so you start with Tiger Woods. He's already done it. Then you go to Brooks Kepka. Yep. He, he, Kepka, he's already done it. Then you got Phil winning at Pebble Beach. Got the uh, major grand slam uh, going there. Uh, and then you finish it up with Ricky Fowler. You, you picked, you know what, I can't argue with any of those. You give me those four <laughs> guys, I'm, I'm good to go. That sounds terrific.
6: Yeah, I mean, I could have picked, like, obvious names, maybe Dustin Johnson right. or Rory McIlroy or Jordan Spieth, but those guys have won majors already. Give me Phil up the U.S. Open because of that history and that story, and, of course, Ricky Fowler getting his first one.
2: Yeah, well, Ricky Fowler, I have not met him personally, um, but everybody I know tells me that Ricky Fowler is one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to know. He's just a ball to be around. He's funny. He's engaging. Everybody loves that guy that's ever met him that I know. He has great
6: style on the golf course as well. You definitely can't knock that orange that he has going every right. Sunday when he plays on tour, so I got to love it.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. You know what? That You you handled that very well, Cam. Somebody just threw something at you, and, and Cam did not know I was going to do that, ask him that question. But to come up with Phil for the Grand Slam and then Ricky Fowler because it's time he won one, uh, that was a perfect answer. It really was.
6: I feel like I've aced the test already.
2: <laughs> yeah, you've aced the test in <laughs> the whole situation. Um, are there some people bubbling under? Because Brooks Kepka seemed to have come out of nowhere. He didn't, of course, but it seemed like he came out of nowhere. Uh, are there a couple of guys bubbling under right now that is like, man, keep an eye on this guy because he could really be something?
6: Yeah, I'll give you a few names. Number one, Patrick Cantley. He has seven top mm-hmm. ten in 13 events so far this year, has a very decorated amateur career. A guy that is riding some serious form right now, actually, three straight top ten finishes. So, you know, he doesn't have, per se, the personality or anything like that that's going to steal headlines. But in terms of pure play on a golf course, he is as good as they come with his irons, a good driver, and he can score really well. Another name, John Rom, the Spaniard, has shown up a few times in leaderboards at major championships. He can tattoo the ball. And as long as and I think people kind of point this out too much, but as long as he keeps it cool on the golf course, then I think he will be a consistent major championship contender. Uh, You know, he's got the natural talent to do so. So he's another guy I'm looking at. And then Bryson DeChambeau, one of the interesting characters on tour, guys. He only plays with one standard length of iron. Yeah, He's obsessed with physics. He utilizes physics to his advantage on the golf course. And he's such an interesting guy. He's actually paired with Tiger at the Memorial Tournament this week. He'll tee off tomorrow morning around 8.30. So DeChambeau, a winner on tour so far this year. Another guy I'm staring at that perhaps can really steal some headlines. And I'll give you one more, a guy that probably – most casual fans don't know, but have probably seen him on leaderboards at majors, Xander Shoffley. He was up there at the Masters. I think he'll be right there at the U.S. Open this year. He's a guy who may not scream stat wizard or anything like that. He doesn't do anything particularly well, but he just does everything really solidly. So Xander Shoffley, Bryson DeChambeau, John Rahm, Patrick Cantley, some characters right there that everybody should track.
2: I love the answer. Kim, do you think one of the reasons, uh, look, unless you do have a very hot Tiger Woods or somebody with that big personality like that, mm. um, do you think one of the problems that golf has as far as viewership is concerned you watch your heroes, you know, coming up and, and whatever, and you watch this guy win a tournament, that guy win a tournament, particularly Jack Nicklaus. Jack, even though he was in shape, he never looked like he was all that, you know, in shape when, when he played golf, you know? Uh, he looked, right. looked kind of like your dad. That's what he looked like. And you thought, my God, this guy wins everything. This can't be that difficult. Then you go out and you grab a club, and 99% of us find out that we absolutely suck compared to these guys. And I think a lot of people these days can't face up to that, that they're never going to be any good at the sport, you know?
6: Yeah, I like to joke around that I am most definitely a washed-up city golfer from my high school days. I really wish I could get back to those glory days. But, boy, do they seem a long time ago, let me tell you. And, yeah, look, golf is not an easy game at all. It's funny. I have, like, the same reasoning with tennis. I'm like, oh, my God, I can swing a racket. That's easy. I go play right. tennis, and I suck at it. Right. So, It's kind of that sort of logic, but it's interesting what Tiger has done to the game in terms of creating that prototypical athlete-golfer. You see it in Brooks, obviously. Look at the guy. You see it in Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth as well that uh, the competition now on the PGA Tour is super deep. It's not like what it was in the early 2000s when it was just Phil, Ernie, Tiger, and DJ. So it's obviously different now, but yeah, I mean... There's just such an interesting mental component to golf, too, because think about it, guys. You hit a shot, and then you have to think about that next shot as you walk to the ball for the next minute and a half or minute or so, unless you're carding, which is different. But still, you're kind of pondering that next move as you go along here. In a way, it's hard to build a momentum when you play golf because it's so shot Individualistic, if you will. You go shot to shot to shot. You can't really perhaps get in a groove like you could in other sports. So there's definitely that element as well. But uh, I think Tigers win at the Masters is really going to be a shot in the arm to the game. Yep. Obviously, the USGA has changed the rules. I don't know if you guys have tested out the pin in rules now. Uh, when you're on the green and you're putting, you don't have to take the flag stick out, right. which is great. Speeds up the game. So There's definitely not a lack of trying in the golfing world right
2: now. No, I think you're absolutely right. I I, I like your take on all these things. And it's, you know, because I host this show and the morning show, I get invited to play with a lot of really, really good players, a lot of guys, you know, plus threes, plus twos, uh, some better than that, some not quite that good, maybe scratch golfers. But I've played a lot of golf with Tim Heron and with Rocco Mediate. And what's so interesting is you look at those guys – and you know Rocco does well enough on the the uh, Champions Tour, and I think Tim Heron's getting ready to do that. But so, you, but you wouldn't consider these guys anywhere near in the company of of the Brooks Kepkas and the Tiger Woods. And not nothing against their anything. It's just those guys are so superior to everyone else. But when you play with Rocco or you play with Tim Heron, and you realize they're about 800 times better at this than I am, then <laughs> <laughs> you look and you go, yeah, I guess I... Yeah, uh, they have to
1: be 850 times better to win.
2: One of my favorites is the fact that Tiger Woods plays golf with Charles Barkley, who I could kick the hell out of on a golf course. Oh, he cannot so swim bad. a golf oh,
6: my god. Course. He's
1: terrible! I'd be like, Tiger, oh, could you just god. go hit that shot for me?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> could you
1: go sink my butt?
2: My fav- <laughs> my favor- oh, God, we only got a couple of seconds left, but my favorite thing that Tiger ever did, he's playing golf with Charles Barkley and they're walking down the fair. They both hit their drives and Charles the Charles and Tiger are walking along and and Tiger looks at Charles Barkley and says, hey, Charles, you're where they are building that new Kmart? And he goes, no, where are they building? He goes, between your drive and mine. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. Isn't it just great? Oh, it's, fantastic. I tell you, Cam, it's a great sport. I just started playing. I took three years off. I played eight holes in three years, but I just took it up last weekend. and. Just getting back out there that first time again was amazing. I, I From now on, I think I will play a lot more more golf. It's I just missed it too much. It's a great game, and you're damn smart, man. You're really good at it. So, Cam, please come back. I'd love to talk to you during the U.S. Open and, and the Open. That would be great.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I am here for you guys, ready to break down those major championships coming down the pipeline, and – talk some more golf so really do appreciate the time
2: thanks very much cam we appreciate your time cam rogers the 2019 pga championship won of course by brooks kepka will be back with hour two with the family